Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, Coach Kate Spade and Stuart Wiseman. That's right. We're going to talk about fashion today with Tapestry, the parent company behind the three brands I mentioned earlier. Now, the company recently released its fiscal 2023 second quarter financial results, where it raised its profit outlook for the full year. Now, Tapestry also added about 2.6 million customers in North America in a quarter. Nearly half of them, by the way, were Gen Z and Millennials. And closer to home, the company also saw robust growth in parts of Asia, including in Japan, which together outperformed expectations. Question is, as always, why is this the case, and what does the strong demand and younger consumer base mean for the company when it comes to product offerings and even pricing? Well, let's speak to Mrs. Campbell Oshie, Vice President and General Manager at Tapestry Southeast Asia and Ocean Air. Well, Campbell, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tintian. I'm such So excited to be here today, and so excited to have you on as well. So, Campbell, some of us might have purchased from Tapestry, and we might all have our own interpretation as to what the company's business entails. But we want to hear from you. What is the company's business model, and how do you position yourself in the luxury fashion industry? Thank you, Tintin. Tapestry is a leading New York-based house of iconic accessories and lifestyle brands, consisting of brands you probably know. Coach Kate Spade and Stuart Weitzman. We insist on a very globally diversified direct-to-consumer business model, which continues to fuel our innovation and customer engagement across our entire portfolio. And I hope you and many of you all listening are familiar with our our global brands, especially with Coach and Kate Spade that are represented here in Singapore. Right, and well, let's take a look at Tapestry's fiscal 2023 uh, second quarter results out just a couple of weeks ago. Campbell, earnings per diluted share for 2023 projected to come in at between three US dollars and seventy cents, and three US dollars and seventy-five cents. Now, if we look at the numbers, that's a high single-digit growth rate compared to the prior year. So, what's the reason driving that good performance? Thank you. And yes, we did outperform our expectations, and we're really highlighting three key reasons for our success. First and foremost, we are wildly proud、uh, of our talented teams across the world who drive this globally diversified business model. Secondly, our success is rooted in our strategy to drive fashion innovation and product excellence. All of this is informed by our analytics and our consumer research. We pride ourselves on our discipline, which allows us to make better choices, which, as you note, supported our ability to drive gross margin expansion in the quarter. And finally, third, we delivered seamless omni-channel experiences. Here, specifically in our region,、hmm. we saw significant strength in Singapore, Malaysia, Australia, and beyond. We also have recently expanded. Our omni capabilities across Southeast Asia and Australia and New Zealand. Right, you talked about a strong performance in Singapore and Southeast Asia as well. Parts of Asia, including Japan, achieved double-digit sales increases. If we look at it on a constant currency terms, what's driving that strong performance within Southeast Asia in particular, and which are the most popular collections? Well, as you mentioned,、uh, Japan did see great double-digit increases. But closer to home, here in Southeast Asia, we saw even stronger growth,、uh, really driven by, as I mentioned, Singapore, Malaysia, 
Australia, New Zealand, and also Korea. And we're very proud because these trends were led by our strong relationships with our local customers. To the second part of your question, uh, and probably my most favorite thing to talk about, uh, yeah. is what's <laughs> product, uh, of course. Um, so for Coach, we had uh, very iconic platforms winning, including our Tabby bag. Uh, this really drove our handbag performance in the quarter. The Tabby collection really continues to resonate with our consumers. Mm. It led the outperformance in the with really the co core shoulder bag. We're definitely planning to continue to animate this family. Uh, and so we're adding new colors, new fabrics, uh, and then we'll also lean into this micro and mini handbag trend, uh, which I don't know if you're carrying one, but I'm always carrying one. Uh, my favorite is our studio baguette. Mm. Well, Campbell, one country that we did not mention early on is uh, China, because mm. the revenue in China did decline 20% in constant currency terms due to, of course, pressure associated with COVID. But how's that recovery story looking like for Tapestry? I would like to take a moment just to give a highlight on where we are with China. As you mentioned, uh, our revenue in China did uh, decline in the second fiscal quarter, really due to that COVID pressure. However, uh, following the changes in the COVID containment policies, we are experiencing meaningful improvement in traffic trends, which drove a positive Chinese New Year performance and a solid start to our third fiscal quarter. And we do remain confident uh, in the growth in China. To talk about Southeast well, Asia specifically, uh, mm -hmm. as you can imagine, the impact to tourism really uh, made us shift gears and allowed us to focus on that local consumer, even more with clienteling, local messaging, brand building, uh, we really leaned in on these emotional connections. And what we're seeing is that the results are really high receptiveness to product. And we are also investing in our marketing. So we're seeing increased frequency and repeat purchases through building that customer value. And I will say this a few times probably as we speak is that really where we're winning is our strong relationships with the customer. And I think this is the most important aspect of the recovery. Mm, we'll talk about that distribution channel and connection with customers in just a bit. But I do want to uh, pose this question, Campbell. We are seeing some positive performance and even in markets that are catching up, things are looking up for the company. So to what extent does that positive outlook provide room for more price hikes going forward? What can we expect here in Singapore? So I think we would all agree that when you go through a downturn, all of us as customers, we tend to be more selective. We put our money where we see value and where you feel that emotion. Uh, the equation that we see is a combination of that quality of product, the style, the price, and of course, their relationship with the local store team. So it's, it's not just about the price. What I can comment on is that for our tapestry brands, we will continue to provide quality, craftsmanship, experiences, and the value for our customers. We continue, as I mentioned, to operate with discipline. So we have implemented the combination of price increases versus a discount with very extreme consideration. And we'll continue to be prudent uh, for the long-term health of the business. With regards to experiences, I did mm -hmm. just want to mention that this is something that we're seeing our customers really engage with. And we've done quite a bit within Southeast Asia over the last few years. We did have the holiday takeover in Pavilion in Kuala Lumpur. 
We also mm -hmm. have done some retailtainment uh, concepts, <laughs> including our coach bagel shop in Duxton Hill uh, last year. So I hope you got a bagel with us. And then for Kate Spade, we just recently launched the very first globally new concept design store in Marina Bay Sands. So a lot happening outside of the price equation to drive value. Mm -hmm. And talk about driving value. One thing that you have emphasized earlier on, Campbell, is your distribution channel, your strong connection with customers. Direct-to-consumer sales now make up 90% of total sales. So to what extent does D2C distribution channels insulate tapestry from a slowdown in demand, particularly from departmental stores, which is one of the challenges that your competitor, uh, the owner of Microcore, is facing? So I can only speak to the advantages of having the direct-to-consumer model. So staying close to the customer, we are able to build that long-term value and drive more in terms of building on the direct data to deliver what we consider uh, are the most compelling omni-channel experiences. So in a nutshell, I would say being 90% direct-to-consumer, we have a greater opportunity to control our own destiny. That being said, though, I, I do just want to make sure I caveat that our wholesale business is still a very uh, important part of the business to us, while it is a bit of a smaller part of the business. We have amazing relationships and long-term relationships with our wholesale partners, and we do value the work that they're doing. All of our touch points across all of our customers are important mm. to us. Campbell, I do want to take a look at the demand side of things because Tapestry, you guys acquired nearly 2.6 million new customers in North America alone and nearly half were Gen Z and millennials. What is it about Tapestry that attracts them? And are we see seeing a similar picture here in Southeast Asia? And what does it mean then for your company when it comes to product offerings? We know that these customers are very discerning about what is really true about a brand and what isn't. To them, it's important to really represent their true values and understand where you have the right to play because it absolutely cannot be surface level. In Southeast Asia, our new customer acquisition grew predominantly with customers below the age of 35. It was largely contributed by how we engage with shoppers through gaming, music, virtual concerts that we held during the lockdowns, live streaming events from our stores, and again, building those authentic relationships. Across Tapestry, we're always looking for new ways to engage and tell our story to the Gen Z consumers. So for example, some of you may remember the Coach Vintage store along Kiansek Road two years ago. We flew in 40 vintage bags from our archives in New York City to share the brand heritage and craftsmanship to our customers here in Singapore. And last spring, we presented the essence of New York City uh, to our customers with a Coach Bagel Shop in partnership with the local brand, which you may love, Two Men Bagel House. We'll continue to lean in, lean in on things both globally and locally relevant. And uh, Campbell, let's uh, before we let you go, let's take a look at a wider business environment you're in. What is the number one trend affecting the fashion industry right now? And how is it affecting tapestry in terms of your product offerings or your pricing, your positioning? And uh, what are some future plans for the company in 2023? So it's a big question. I think there are a few clear trends in the fashion industry that are really inspiring us right now. First and foremost, the customer is moving very quickly, both in how they shop and where they shop. And those behaviors are really indicating on how they discover brands as well. So the behaviors are changing very, very quickly, which requires us to stay very close to the customer. 
The other thing is that the consumers are more omni-connected than ever before. So having that digital presence and capabilities to deliver an experience for a consumer that is authentic on every single touch point is critically important. So that is one of the reasons here in Southeast Asia, we now offer a true omnipresence for the coach brand. As we just launched our e-commerce in Singapore, we're now able to offer a full suite of channels for customers to interact and shop for the brand. And then you mentioned on the second part, I think of your question is, so what happens next? <laughs> uh, and I think we had a very clear vision at our last year's Investor Day, where we introduced our 2025 growth strategy. We had four key strategic points. First, we need to build lasting customer relationships. Second, we're fueling fashion innovation and product excellence. Third, delivering compelling omni-channel experiences. And fourth, powering that global growth. And we will, of course, have balanced growth across the regions, but we do want to capitalize on the opportunities and geographies such, such as ours here in Southeast Asia. And mm. I'm, I'm not at liberty to share everything uh, <laughs> and all the details of our plans, but yeah. I but I can share with you that very soon you will see Coach popping up in a very inno innovative way to celebrate our icon Tabby, as well as a unique concept to show our heritage and appreciation to our customers. So stay tuned, keep your eyes open because both Coach and Kate Spade will continue with their commitment to resonate more with our global consumers, including here in Singapore and all throughout Southeast Asia. And uh, Tian Tian, I hope to see you in our stores soon. Mm -hmm. Trying to get <laughs> me to empty my pocket soon too. <laughs> well, glad to do so and uh, looking forward to that. Thanks very much, Campbell. That was Mrs. Campbell O'Shea, Vice President and General Manager at Tapestry Southeast Asia and Oceania. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.